Hello everyone. Thank you for tuning in. This is Dr. Bob Drives Home, but I am not driving again because I am on spring break, so I'm not driving home. I am home. I am sitting at Dr. Bob's bar, Dr. Bob's sports bar, which is in my house. I built it last year. And uh, it's brought uh, many a joyous moments to my life and to my friend's life. Yeah. It's basically, you know, got a nice TV. Nice TV, lots of sports memorabilia around the walls. Uh, you know, everything's I've collected over the years. Got a, quite a bit of Hank Aaron memorabilia. I got some Willie Mays, some Ted Williams. Uh, if you don't know who that is, then we're probably not going to get along. Probably not going to be friends if you don't know who those people are. Uh, if you don't know, they're very, very famous baseball players from the 50s and 60s. Um, Hank Aaron held the home run, home run record. Originally hit more home runs. He broke the Babe Ruth home run record. And then Barry Bonds, asterisk, came along and broke it. But I'm not here to talk to you about... Um, about baseball, no, no. Um, I'm actually here to talk to you about something that's going on, something that is current in the United States of America. I told myself I would never talk about this on a podcast, but I don't really have much of a choice because all of a sudden people are asking me to talk about it on the podcast and they want us, to, uh, people have asked us to address some misinformation on Teachers Off Task, uh, which is the other podcast that I'm part of. And um, so, yeah, well, here, here's what I'm going to just start talking about. Is uh, So I just got word that Fort Bend ISD has closed its campus for two weeks. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about this. I'm not sure if I agree with it because, um, well, because there's a lot of misinformation. But... At the same time, we have to take all precautions that we can. Um, I'm just going to talk to you about what has been published in the literature. Okay, I'm not going to talk about what's been put out there on Facebook and Instagram and all that other bullshit. Like I don't, I, I don't get my information from there. And I would just really, I want to like stress that number one, I'm not a medical doctor. I got a PhD in education, which means I don't know shit about medicine. Uh, my parents are in the medical field. My mother is a physicist, a medical physicist. My father was a uh, MD. Um, he probably knows more about coronavirus, or maybe he doesn't. My sister's an MD. I've actually called her and asked her a few things about coronavirus and asked her to be a, a guest on, on the Teachers Off Task podcast. She has, you know, kind of had her qualms about being on the podcast just because there's just so much, you know, so much hoopla about the coronavirus going around right now that, um, you know, she was, she's kind of skeptical, but she wants to come up and she wants to kind of silence some people that are, are making this, I don't want to say worse than it is because it's not, it's, this isn't a joke. Coronavirus is not something that to take lightly, especially, you know, with the fact that it has circled the globe in four months, five months. Uh, the first known case was in Wuhan province in China. That's, it's a, that is, it just, it's a central, central area 
in China. There's lots of rail railways that go through Wuhan. Um, it said that the original case came from, they traced it back to a seafood market. So uh, that's what they say the initial case was linked to. Um, I'm sorry, not uh, not Wuhan province. So it's Wuhan, which is the capital of the Hubei province. I'm only half Chinese, so I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. So I, I decided to do a little bit of digging. I decided to do a little bit of research on my own, which I uh, encourage all of you to do. And when I say research, I don't mean go on CNN.com or FoxNews.com or anything that is a some type, some type of any kind of media outlet. Because you have to understand that media outlets, even though that they're supposed to be committed to providing the news, they live and breathe on clicks, okay? The more you click on something, the more money they get from advertisers. If you click on a link, you'll see all these advertisements around the outside of the pages. That's, that's, what, that's what they live on. And the titles of the articles pretty much like indicate really what they're thinking. Like I read one article uh, day before yesterday. This is the one that really got me started on, you know, just the, the ridiculousness of it. it. It was called How the Coronavirus Hijacks Your Cells. And just the word hijack um, is meant to strike fear in people's eyes. Oh shit, I don't want I don't want a virus hijacking my cells. I don't want a virus hijacking my body. Well, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, that's pretty much what all viruses do. They take over the machinery of your cells in order to reproduce a virus. Because uh, viruses technically cannot reproduce themselves without a host. They are the ultimate parasite. They infect your body, they infect a cell, they inject its genetic material into your cell and essentially make your cells reproduce its own genetic material and then assemble viral particles, which you then shed. That is how you spread viruses. Now, the, the crazy thing about coronavirus, which I, have, which I have read from the New England Journal of Medicine, okay, this isn't coming from CNN, this isn't coming from some Yahoo on Facebook, okay, I, I went to a credible source. Um, the issue is, is that people can be asymptomatic, which means they don't show any signs, they don't show, show any signs of sickness, asymptomatic for up to 14 days, while that whole time they are, they are able to spread viral particles. Now, another issue is that uh, the, the, I guess, I don't want to call it the death rate, the mortality rate, there you go. Mortality rate has been estimated between like five and 8%, which if you compare it to uh, a sickness that came out a few years ago, which is related another type of coronavirus, which is MERS, which uh, was in, uh, is in Saudi Arabia. It came, people were getting this, it was coming from camels. Uh, it's related to SARS. So everybody remembers SARS. Well, so you have SARS, which is severe acute respiratory syndrome. Then you have MERS, which was uh, the Middle East respiratory syndrome. And now you have coronavirus, China coronavirus, CEO, uh, what you guys see, COV-19. Uh, the, 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 the fatality rate for MERS was 34%. And, you know, 
the coronavirus that we're dealing with right now is about they like I think they estimated like between five and eight, which you guys are like, oh well that's not that much five and eight percent. Well, when you think about the grand scheme of things, it kind of is, and we are seeing sports, sports uh, like basketball games, you know March Madness, Big Twelve tournament. We're seeing those things start to get canceled or at least played with a limited number of people in the stands. If you think about it, okay, if you got a basketball arena filled with 20,000 people and let's say someone gets exposed, they everybody's exposed and then 8% of that 20,000, you know, catches coronavirus and dies, that's a lot of people. So what they're trying to do right now is just take precautions to prevent the spread of the disease. It's not, it is not because a whole bunch of people have it. What they're trying to do is to prevent the spread because once again, you can be asymptomatic and spread viral particles infecting other people. So part of controlling the spread of the virus is basically you know, preventing people from gathering in large groups. So, you know, it makes sense. Yeah, we don't like it because it interferes with our daily lives. Uh, but sometimes that's kind of kind of what you got to do. Um, now, school districts are starting to, there have been three school districts follow suit Fort Bend, and this all happened today. Fort Bend closed for two weeks, and they're only going to have a uh, they're only going to have vital staff go to school and work, which means, you know, teachers are going to have to go in. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, it's a precautionary step that we may have to take. I said, I think I said about a month ago that it was only a matter of time until this hit the schools. And I had some friends kind of, you know, kind of shrug that off and say, oh, you know, it's really not that bad, you know. You know, tens of thousands of people die from the flu every year. How come, you know, everybody's up in arms, everybody's like freaking out about coronavirus um, it, when the death rate, death toll is only in like a couple thousand? Well, here's why. It's because it has such a high infection rate. It's because when you're asymptomatic, you are able to infect people. It's because... If you, you don't even know if you're sick, like you have no idea, you feel fine. For 14 days, you feel fine while this virus is inside of your body, you know, quote unquote, hijacking your cells, and you are basically spreading viral particles. So that's why we have to take these precautions. It's not because it's deadly, and it's not because, you know, it's not because it's overly deadly, I'll say that. You know, it's not because, uh, it, you know, it's gonna be just, it's going to kill everybody. No, I mean, five to 8%. And most of those are going to be the elderly. Um, no, it's because it's such a high infectious infection rate. And no, you don't even know that you have the disease or that you, the virus is in your body for four, for two weeks. You know, think about that. That's, that's pretty substantial. That's pretty substantial. So what are we going to do teachers? What are we going to do when they close down the schools? What are we going to do? Um, you know, that's, it's going to happen. It's going to come to your school. It's going to come to your school district and be prepared to move your entire classroom online. 
Now, some of us already have an online classroom and you're gonna be prepared. That's gonna be easy. I personally, I'm not plugging this company, I use, I use Canvas. All my stuff is on Canvas. Everything is done online on Canvas. Now, the issue is, is how are we gonna hold kids accountable if they're supposed to be working on these things from home? I, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that question because, um, you know, if we're not have, if they're not in class, odds are, guess what? They're they're not going to be working on your classroom stuff at home. Um, the good ones will, you know, the ones that you know are going to do the work from home, they'll be fine. Uh, but it's the ones that, it's the ones that we, <laughs> the ones that we can barely get them to do work in the classroom. There's no way we're going to get them to do work at home. It's just not going to happen. Um, I, I'd love to, I'd love to be optimistic. And I'd love to say, yeah, man, these kids are going to do the right thing. But you and I both know that it's not going to happen. But um, if any of you need help putting a classroom online, it's going to happen. This is going to cause a domino effect. I'm calling it right now. Uh, this is Thursday, March 12th. Some of you are probably heading into school and you're going to get an email saying we have an emergency meeting after school. I've had quite a few colleagues today contact me and tell me that uh, their district's having meetings after school about about coronavirus. I hate calling it coronavirus because coronavirus is, it's a family of viruses. It's the it's a cold virus. It's a cold. It needs, it needs, it needs a different name. You know, COV-19, and that's too long. But uh, you're gonna get called in. There's been a few of my colleagues tell me that their district is having emergency meetings after school to talk about contingency plans on what they're going to do if, if they're having to close their doors. If you're at a small school district, maybe not need to worry all that much, but if you're at a large school, you know, you got two or 3,000, you know, some, some schools got, Jesus, 4,000, 5,000 kids in one building. I mean, that's, all it takes is one. All it takes is one. One walking around for 14 days, not knowing they're sick. And uh, you got a, you got a serious issue on your hands. So we're supposed to provide a safe environment for our students. And I, I think that's, uh, I think that's what some of these superintendents are, are really doing is looking out for the safety of the students, looking out for the safety of the teachers, because like I said, you know, all it takes is one, one kid, in a school of you know a couple of thousand to walk around for two weeks uh, and you got a, you got a serious issue I mean even if it's a small school if you got a couple of hundred kids all it takes is one it takes one kid walking around for two weeks and then you've got a serious serious problem on your hands so um, I, I don't know if I, if I want to say I support the school closings but I understand what the problem is. I understand why they're doing it. Um, I don't, I, I think schools are taking a very, very large uh, financial risk because if the students are not on campus, then uh, essentially, you know, essentially you don't, the, you know, school districts don't get paid. And I'm sure the state has come up with some kind of contingency plan for that as well. Uh, we got our graduation coming up. We've only got nine weeks of school left. But um, I think now is, uh, is a better time than any to, if they're gonna do it, do it now because it's, 
spring break. If you're not currently on spring break, then most likely next week is going to be spring break for you. And I think having like a 14 day window where, uh, you know, keeping kids away from each other. I think that, you know, I, I think that's a good idea to tell you the truth. Uh, like I said, I don't know if I fully support, uh, closing the schools, but you know, I think it's a good idea to keep the kids away from one another for 14 days or at least keep them out of large groups for 14 days. I, I think, you know, I, I, I really believe that the superintendents at those districts have the students' best interests in mind as well as the teacher's best interests in mind as far as health goes. Because all it takes, man, is all it's going to take is, is a couple hundred kids getting sick and then we got a serious issue on our hands because we all know those little bastards are going to get sick and guess what they're going to do? They're going to keep coming to school. Their parents are going to send them to school because their parents don't want to stay home with them. Or the parents don't want them to stay home. Or the parents think they're faking it. So they're going to come to school sick. And guess what? You know, we all know what's happens then. You got that one kid in the classroom who's coughing and sneezing. He's like, shit, great, here we go. Like you can just feel the sickness coming off of them. But, oh man, it's it's bad news. It's a, it's a rough a rough time that we're in right now. It really is. Hopefully uh, we can get this under control. Uh, keep, keep washing your hands, stay clean. I mean, that's the biggest thing. Stay clean, get you some Clorox wipes, Wipe down the desks, wipe down your Chromebooks, wipe down, you know, keyboard keys, wipe down the mouse, uh, everything, you know, be clean. And that's the, that is the biggest thing. Like go home. I got on, I got on a couple of people's case earlier, go home and shower and don't pull this crap. We're like, well, I only shampoo my hair, you know, once a week. No, you, you clean your damn hair, your hair. Is like the biggest magnet for particles that you do not want in your life because you have oils in your hair and those oils trap bacteria and viral particles and they hold it. Uh, that's why a lot of us, you don't know this, but you have, you are instinctively uh, grossed out by having other people's hair in your food. Instinctively, you are having aversion to human hair in your food. Uh, and that's because that's where a lot of the disease is. Like, especially if like someone's not clean, think about how many germs and bacteria are in that hair. And if you see a human hair in your food, you freak out, you're not eating it. That is instinctual, okay? That is ingrained in our DNA. And the larger, the more coarse the hair is, basically the thicker, like the more it grosses you out. And that is instinctual, like no doubt about it. You can put that in like dog hair, cat hair, doesn't gross you out, you're fine with that. But human hair, yeah, you don't like it. And that comes from our ancestors. Thank you, Cro-Magnum man and Neanderthal. But coronavirus, thought to have, uh, it's an RNA virus. It's called coronavirus because of the shape. Uh, it has like little spikes on it. it. Has little spikes that make it kind of look like a crown. Uh, that's Corona is Spanish for crown. So um, it's an RNA virus, and there are coronaviruses for pretty much every single mammalian species. Uh, the ones that have been, let me see here in my paper. The ones that have been 
related to this one, the most closely related ones are from bats. So I'm not sure how a bat coronavirus crossed over to humans in a seafood market, but I mean, it is, it is central China, so you never know what else they had at that market. It could have been, they could have had some bats hanging out there. But yeah, so there's bat coronavirus, there's uh, cat coronavirus, feline coronavirus, there's camel coronavirus, um, cow coronavirus, there's horse coronavirus, there's all kinds of stuff. Like if you ever see a, a dog with a cold, guess what? He's probably got a type of coronavirus. And so the term coronavirus is really nothing to be afraid of. It's just the ability and the high rate of infection that we're seeing right now. That's what's got everybody freaked out. And I don't think, I think if everybody just stays clean, like go, I mean, God, go home from school and shower, clean, be clean, like wash your hands multiple times. And like this bullshit where they're like, oh, don't touch your face, you know, but no, be clean, man. Like if someone's coughing around you, don't, don't sit there and get in their face. Like, oh, honey, are you okay? Uh, uh, nope, no, sir. No, sir. Oh, I'm coughing and I had diarrhea. Get them out of there. Get them out of there. Send them to the nurse, send them home. Um, but probably by that time, it's too late. It is too late. All it's going to take, man, all it's going to take is one kid, one kid to get it and to be in school when they figure it out and everybody, that's it. Everybody's going to freak out and that'll be it. We're going to see mass closings. We're going to see mass school district closings. It's going to happen. Uh, I see a huge domino effect occurring. I hope that I hope that the government, I hope that the CDC gets it under wraps. I hope people are smart about it. Like if you are sick, keep your ass home. And if you're around someone that's sick, keep your ass home. But if I know anything, if we've all learned anything from being teachers, is that humans can be pretty stupid. So um, I hope everybody stays safe out there. I'm not trying to scare you. I just want to give you actual information um so we have an eight percent eight percent uh fatality rate five to eight percent and that's why you know high infection rate is why people are so afraid of this strain of coronavirus it's just a newly developed a newly evolved strain of the cold okay a newly and, and newly discovered like it's only five months old and it's already spread, spread the globe. That's the scariest part about it. And, but that's the world that we live in. Like we don't have a world with borders anymore. Like there's no such thing as borders. Like you can go from China to the Philippines, to San Francisco, to Germany in 48 hours. And if you're not sick, you could be spreading the disease the whole time. You never know. You never know. Pick up a journal of epidemiology, look it up, be informed, okay? Don't let like media, social media groups scare the hell out of you, okay? Just be informed. It's a cold, all right? It hits older people and people who have multiple afflictions, like if you're diabetic, if you have, you know, rheumatoid arthritis or something, you know, you have multiple things, multiple health issues then you're going to be higher at, at higher risk. That's the biggest issue is that it's going to take over, you know, it's going to take over your cells. 
That's it. It's going to hijack your cells, like this stupid article said. Um, but be informed, okay? Like, if you get online, read something that's been published in a scientific journal that has been peer-reviewed. Uh, if it has, if you're clicking on, if you're clicking on a on a link and it's got advertisements on there, like I just I have a hard time supporting that. You know, the good thing about this is that a lot of the journals that have published articles uh, dealing with this new coronavirus, uh, you, it's free access. You can access that information. Like you don't have to pay for it. You can get online and you can log up coronavirus epidemiology boom and then go through and look at the journal of epidemiology look at the new england journal of medicine uh what else do i have i have uh this is some type of chinese journal of science it's been translated so the translation is not is not what i thought it would be so the title actually makes no sense uh the journal of autoimmunity uh, these are things that you can look up. You have access to these. This is where your tax dollars go to. Okay. Uh, look it up. Be educated on this. Be informed. So when someone posts a bunch of bullshit about, you know, how everybody's going to die, you can sit there and you can say, no, uh, just, just be safe. That's all I want everybody to be. Be safe and wash your hands. Use Lysol wipes. Those are really good. Lysol wipes are great. If you need any help uh, getting your stuff online, getting your stuff on Canvas, let me know. Hit me up on teachersofftask at gmail.com. Uh, I teach Canvas courses and I help people set up Canvas all the time. If you need any help, let me know. I'm here to help you guys. I hope you have a great Friday at work. Hope you have a great spring break. You guys stay safe, stay clean, and we'll talk to you next time.